This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ and welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Welcome to those of you who come here often. Welcome to those of you that this is your first time. Welcome to those of you here in this place. Welcome to those of you at home and worshiping over a screen. It is a joy to worship with all of you this day. If you are in the sanctuary this morning, you will find a red friendship folder in your pew. I'm going to invite you to fill that information out and sign it so that way we can follow up with you after worship. It is, we are glad that you are here with us this morning. I also wanted to let you all know of a couple of announcements that you can find in your bulletin. We are preparing our hearts as Advent quickly approaches, and we are also beginning to prepare our building. If you have not met our uh, uh, property manager, Dave Sterling, this would be a great time for you to volunteer in preparation for Advent to help us clean uh, the sanctuary as we get ready to decorate our church. If you are interested in doing so, you can contact him at his email or phone number that is listed in the bulletin. We hope you will do so. Also, uh, uh, Bill Burgess will be in the communication center after uh, worship today, as well as next week, as the Boy Scouts are preparing to sell their Christmas trees that we enjoy every year. Bill will be uh, having pre-sale tickets available for you after worship, and we hope here in this place and in many places, we gather to worship our God, to hear God's call, to pray for God's peace, to witness the ways God is moving in the world. So let us worship God together. Um, as you are able, please stand and join me in our responsive call to worship as it is found in your bulletin. We gather to worship God, who stretched the heavens like a tent and set the earth on its foundation. We gather to worship God, who rides like the wind like a chariot and wears the light as a garment. We gather to worship God, who suffered for the sake of our lives and offers us life abundant. Please continue to stand and join together in singing hymn number 401 here in this place.
People of God, as God gathers us into this place together, we are also reminded that God promises forgiveness through Jesus Christ. And so in humility and faith, let us approach God in honest confession. Let us join our voices together through the words printed in your bulletin in our prayer of confession. Let us pray. You are the God of all people, O Lord, the creator of all things good. Forgive us when we fail to see the good. Forgive us when we refuse to see the all. We are searching for your presence and grasping for your grace, unable to believe that we cannot be separated from your love. Forgive us, God of mercy, and through Christ our Redeemer, free us to try again. Beloved, hear the good news of the gospel. Do not fear, says the Lord, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. God is doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. By the grace of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. Beloved, God has gathered us in through this gift of forgiveness and mercy, and now we are called to gather one another in. Reminded of the reconciling power of God's love that draws us together with one another, and so we share the peace of Christ with one another. And we've been doing that with American Sign Language to remind one another that we all receive that mercy and grace and love in different ways. And we can seek to be a welcoming place where all know and feel and experience that peace of Christ. So join me. The peace of Christ be with you and also with you. Share those beautiful signs of peace with one another. The peace of Christ be with you. As we approach a time now for the hearing of scripture, let us prepare our hearts and minds in prayer. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Amen. Our first scripture passage comes from Psalm 29. Please join me in the responsive reading as it is found in your bulletin. Together, let us listen for the word of the Lord. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of God's name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters, the God of thunders, the Lord of mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the theaters of Lebanon. God makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Siron like a wild, young wild ox. 
The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and turns the forest bare. And in God's temple all say glory. The Lord sits throned over the flood. The Lord sits throned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to God's people. May the Lord bless God's people with peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. my young friends forward for our time for young disciples. 
morning. Oh, careful, careful. There's room for everybody. There's room for everybody. Good morning. You can sit down here, too. Good morning, friends. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Here so I can see all of you, but this is perfect, okay? Take a seat, Lincoln. It's good to see you. All right. So I want to tell you a little bit of a story. Pastor Alex, in a few minutes, is going to read a story about when Jesus... He's right there. In a few minutes, if you stay, I know you might be going with Mr. Carpenter to music, which is also great. So this is why I really wanted to talk to you about this story. This story, Jesus is baptized. How many of you think you were baptized at some point when you were little? I bet you're all... I bet, I, I bet you were. We've seen some of you, I think. Yeah, we've seen some people be baptized here, haven't we? Exactly. And so, you probably did see Ben baptized. And so, this happened in our church. You're right, in Harrison too. We, so Jesus is baptized in this story. But the thing that's really crazy about this story, are you listening? Are you listening? When Jesus comes out of the water, the, the Bible says the heavens were torn apart. They were torn apart, the heavens, as Jesus came out from the water. And do you know what? That was done because God didn't want anything separating God from God's people. God said, if there is anything in the world separating me from my people, from Jesus, or from those who I love, I want to tear it apart. Because I don't want anything. God is so powerful and so full of love that God doesn't want anything to separate us from God's love. And that is something we remember when we celebrate baptism. And we don't have a baptism today, but you know what I did bring? I brought this piece of cloth. And in this piece of cloth, remember what happened when the heavens were what? They were ripped apart. They were torn apart. And they... Tucker, I'm glad you heard this story at Vacation Bible School, because that means it's sinking in, and you're going to remember that the heavens were torn apart. And because they were torn apart, God said, I am going to be as close to you as I possibly can, because I love you so much. My love will be with you in everything. There is nothing, nothing in the whole world that can separate me from you. So God tore it apart. Tore it apart. Anything that was between us and God, God tore it apart so that God could be close to us and near us and show us the fullness of God's love. Oh, Tucker, good memory. Out of the heavens came a dove. You're right. When that happened. And today, I want each of you, I have a torn piece of fabric. God loves you. And I have one of these. I I don't know about that part, but you're right about the dove. You are, have a good memory, Tucker. So God loves you. I'm going to give each one of you one of these fabrics to remember, hang on one second, to remember that God tore apart everything so that God could be as close to us as possible. So this torn piece of fabric, one second, this torn piece of fabric, I want you to take home with you. And maybe you want to tie it on your backpack, or maybe at home you tie it on an animal that you sleep with at night, or on your bedpost, or somewhere where you can remember this piece of fabric and remember that God will do anything to show you how much God loves you. Can you all do that? You what? There's No, there's not. I have many. Don't worry. God did, you're right, Tucker. The dove came and came to Jesus and said, you are my beloved. And God says that to every one of us too. You're welcome. So we can remember God loves you and God will do anything to be with you. Let's pray together. And then I have a few more that I want some of you to help share that love with these people out here too. Okay, so let's have a prayer together. You can repeat after me. Dear God, We thank you that you don't let anything keep us from you. 
Help us to know your love and share your love with everyone we meet. Amen. All right, here's what I have. So, Tucker, I want you to go give this to someone that you don't know out there and say, God loves you. Ben and MJ, you can go do that together. Here, you take one together and go, to tell, go tell someone you don't know. What'd you do, Tucker? Go give it to somebody you don't know. And here you go, kiddos. Can you all share that together? Go give it to somebody you don't know and say, God loves you. You can, and then you can go be with Mr. Carpenter for music. And you can keep your own. Of walking, 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 walking. Oh boy. Our second scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Mark. And maybe you've heard it before. It is chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. Together, let us listen for the word of God. In those days, Jesus, of Na- Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days, tended by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When God declares something, I picture God kicking down a door. Have you ever kicked down a door? (laughs) Have you ever wanted to kick down a door? Don't worry, I can already hear your petition my way. No, I would never want to kick down a door, Pastor. Kicking down a door does not sound very Presbyterian. Kicking down a door does not sound to be in good and decent order, Pastor. Actually, it sounds more like chaos. It sounds more like breaking a rule or anything or anyone by kicking down a door. Well, I guess I should clarify. When I am talking about kicking down a door, it is less about the act and more about the feeling. The feeling you witness when John Wayne kicks down a door in a Western. Or the feeling you experience when Bruce Lee breaks into a room to escape. Or maybe when Wonder Woman swings her lasso around a telephone pole and propels herself into a collapsing wall of concrete, seemingly unfazed. When we see these examples of a leg rearing back, of a boot connecting with wood, of the door slamming down, of someone stepping into a non-existent frame, we witness power. We witness force. We witness a declaration. I am here, the one who kicks down the door says. I am here to stay. God kicks down doors in the Gospel of Mark. Or as Mark would say, God tears them from their hinges. When Mark was writing his gospel, the prevailing belief was that God was kind of fixed in certain locations. Some people believed you could go to the temple and see God behind a curtain. Some people believed you could go to a teacher and hear God behind a couple of rules. 
Some people believed you could look up into the sky and feel God's distance behind the clouds. God is sitting somewhere up there in the heavens far away from all the troubles of humanity and the world. God felt distant. God felt inaccessible. God felt locked behind a door. But then, this Jesus of Nazareth comes onto the scene. And he gets baptized. And when this Jesus comes up out of the water, he looks up to, into the heavens and he sees a hole in the sky. For God has just kicked down the door that separates heaven and earth. Mark describes this scene as a tearing of the heavens, a simple phrase that we often overlook in a familiar text. But when we sit with its significance, we can picture an eager God just chomping at the bit to be with God's people on the other side of this door. We can see the confusion on God's face as God is on the other side of these barriers that we create. We can witness a God who no longer is a fan of any obstacle that keeps us from knowing God's love, God's presence, God's peace. God sees God's chance. God sends God's Son. God tears the heavens wide open. And God kicks down the door of all that separates us from God. No longer does someone need to look into the sky and see the sky as evidence of God's distance or separation. Instead, the eyes of Jesus, the eyes of Mark, and the hearts of those who believe look up into the heavens and see a gap, an incision, a hole, or a rectangular frame where a door used to be. And they know that God was there and is now here. God kicking down doors is always good news. But sometimes it is not the news we want to hear. We like our doors. I know during the pandemic I have been particularly grateful for many doors in my life. Now that I have gone through a season where I have spent more time in my home than I would have ever liked to do, I recognize that having a door can create some much-needed separation. Working and cooking and cleaning and doing all these different things in the same place loses its luster after a couple of weeks. So having a door creates a line of demarcation that is helpful for my state of mind. We like the doors to our offices because we can shut them to get much-needed work done. We like the doors to our living rooms because we can shut them and enjoy our lives away from the worries of work and the world. We like the doors to our porches and patios because we can shut them to enjoy the sights and sounds of nature. But if God is kicking down doors in first century Palestine, God is also kicking down doors in our neighborhood as well. Sometimes this is well received, and other times we would rather shut the door and have God stay on the other side. It's all well and good, God, that you are no longer separated from the realms of heaven and earth. Trust me, I am very pleased for you. But really, I need to send out this budget proposal, and thinking about your justice right now would slow down the bottom line. Don't worry, God. I hear you behind the door in the kitchen, and I'll let you out once my friends leave, because sometimes they say things that I don't like, and if you are here, you would want me to say something about it. God, I know you are trying to get me to share my feelings and admit things are not perfect, but I am hanging on by a thread. And if I let you in, I'm not sure what's going to happen. 
We like our doors. They make us feel safe. They give us some semblance of control. And if we are honest, sometimes the reason why we like the doors in our sanctuaries are because they can let us think that faith and God are things that we only have to do on a Sunday morning. Like God is tucked away in a box somewhere, and, and we can pull God out whenever it is the appropriate time for prayers and Bible study and worship. But according to Mark, God has a different idea. God cannot be contained to the boxes we put God in. God does not want to hang out with us only on Sunday mornings. Believe it or not, God is just as present at 10.30 a.m. in the pews as 4.30 p.m. when the Eagles have already begun to lose. I know the National Football League is a powerful force in our country, but you know God has already kicked down the door that separates heaven and earth and does things like resurrect people from the dead, so I do not think God is too worried about the NFL. And I don't think God has too strong of opinions about football on Sundays. But the story in our text for today tells us that all time is God's time. That all space is God's space. And all God wants us to do is recognize that there is no door shut tight enough to keep out God's love. God's love is there when our eyes can't, share, can't stare at our emails anymore. And we remember our worth is not defined by our work or our wealth. God's love is there when we hear teenagers at school board meetings demand that equity and inclusion is not political props, but a human right. God's love is there if we are in our living rooms or in our offices, in the middle of the street or in our sanctuaries. The good news of the door being kicked down is that whether we know it or not, whether we feel it or not, God's love is there. And it is up to us if we want to receive that news or to ignore it. One Sunday a couple of years ago, Elizabeth and I hopped into the car after church and went to visit my family at my childhood home. I don't remember the reason for the visit, but I do remember I was excited to see my family my parents and my two brothers. It was one of those mid-afternoon visits. You'd stay for an hour or two, catch up over some casual conversation, fill up on some favorite snacks, and then head out in enough time to be able to watch our weekly PBS masterpiece at home. It was an ideal schedule of a day. A little God in the morning, a little family in the afternoon, and routine in the evening before the work week. About an hour into the visit with my family, the doorbell rings. I jumped up to answer the door, and there to my surprise was Steve, a childhood friend who lived down the street from me when we were kids. I had not seen Steve for seven years, since he had to leave high school early under some mysterious circumstances. The rumor was he was too volatile in class and had to be shipped away to a different school. But now Steve was standing on my doorstep. Looking agitated and a little out of breath, he asked, Have you seen my father? Your father? I asked. Didn't he move away a couple of years ago? I guess so, Steve retorts. He didn't tell me or my mom. He just left, but I want to get in touch with him. A little alarmed, and with my eye on the watch, knowing that call the midwife is never late, I saw this as a lost cause and was trying to get out of this conversation as much as possible. I gave Steve a platitude or two and looked to close the door, but I heard my mother calling from behind me, Come on in, Steve, and my gut fell to the floor. 
I knew this could take a while, and I also knew I was embarrassed that I didn't offer the hospitality to begin with. I ushered Steve through the doorway and into our little kitchen as I heard Elizabeth and my brothers moving the chairs around to add an extra one, and my father cleaning up the table to create some more room. And then for an hour or two, we listened. We listened to Steve tell us he came all the way from South Carolina because something told him he needed to be here. We listened to him talk about how hard it was for him at the end of high school and how moving and how he was moving from job to job. We listened to him wrestle with what to do next about his troubling relationship with his parents and other people in his life. And I'll be honest with you, for the first half an hour or so, I was, doing, I was not doing too much attentive listening. That was primarily the work of my parents. Instead, I was trying to do anything I could to get out of this conversation. But then it hit me. Here is this person, troubled and alone, traveling hundreds of miles to reconnect with his father, and I could not give him the light of day. Here I was on a Sunday trying to close the door on a stranger. And you could say that a door was kicked down for me. The heavens were opened a little. Because this was the most important thing I could do that day, or any day. Meet someone where they were. Share in their humanity. Ask myself where God is in this situation, and just try to do something faithful. We were not able to solve Steve's problems that day. But when he left... I hope he knew that he was not alone. Beloved church, we always have an opportunity to close our doors or leave them open. We have the opportunity to recognize the ways God is yearning for us to live in peace and love and justice. And the good news that Mark reminds us today is that through Jesus Christ, we have the opportunity to swing our doors wide open, to live in God's time, to live in God's space, to receive God's grace. So let us walk through the many door frames of our lives and witness where God is calling us to greater life. Let it be so. Amen. Friends, in response to the word read and proclaimed this day, I invite you to stand and join us singing hymn number 297, In Christ Called to Baptize.
join me as we affirm our faith through the words in your bulletin from a brief statement in, in faith. As we seek to follow Christ in this world, let us state what we believe. We trust in Jesus Christ, fully human, fully God. Jesus proclaimed the reign of God, preaching good news to the poor and release to the captives, teaching by word and deed, blessing the children, healing the sick, and binding up the brokenhearted, eating with outcasts, forgiving sinners, and calling Paul to repent and believe the gospel. Unjustly condemned for blasphemy and sedition, Jesus was crucified, suffering the depths of human pain, and giving his life for the sins of the world. God raised this Jesus from the dead, vindicating his sinless life, breaking the power of sin and evil, delivering us from death to life eternal. With believers in every time and place, we rejoice that nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. My friends, trusting that God will kick down every door that nothing in life or death can separate us from God's love. We, too, are called to be attentive to the things of this world that can easily separate us from God. And so at this time, we seek to return to God a portion of the gifts that we have been given, reminded that these treasures of the world that we cling to can easily separate us from God, and we are called to hold them more loosely to share them more widely and generously, and to share God's love through these gifts entrusted to our care. And so let us receive our tithes and offerings this day. The ushers may come forward. Thank you. 
Let us pray. Generous God, you have blessed us with many gifts, and you have entrusted us with much. And so use us and what we have gathered this day to feed the world through your love and with your love. Empower us for work in your world that we might tear down and break down anything that separates us from you. May these gifts be used to share your love more widely than we can even imagine. Through the one who gave himself for us, we pray, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. You may be seated. Friends, each week when we gather, we also gather to lift up our prayers to God. Throughout our prayer today, I will offer a refrain. I invite you to join me. I will offer, heal us, O God. And I invite you to respond, make us whole. Heal us, O God. Make us whole. Let us turn to God in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious and merciful God, as the sun shines out upon this chilly morning in your world, we cannot help but stand in awe of your creation. Reminded that even amidst the leaves that fall and the cold that sets in, you warm us in the light of your glory. A reminder that nothing can separate us from you, a reminder of your everlasting love. When we forget to offer our praise to you, O oh God, for such a morning as this, awaken us like the dawn. Heal us, O oh God. Make us whole. Though we gather in freedom to worship and we celebrate your presence among us with joy, O oh God, may our minds never be far from the needs of your world. Hear our prayers for our cities and nation too often governed by greed and wealth, our towns fueled by gossip instead of grace. Heal us, O oh God. Make us whole. We pray for the thousands of people, O oh God, who are approaching their first holiday season with a seat empty at the table, perhaps more than one. Lives cut short by COVID-19 or cancer, by illness or accident or violence. We lift up prayers for those who have died this year and for those who will be surprised by the depth of grief they will feel again in the coming weeks. Surround them with your presence, O oh God. And if we are among them, surround us with your presence. Heal us, O oh God. Make us whole. Hear our prayers for your church, O oh God, a place where too often we only seek out those who agree with us. We allow disagreements to divide us. We worship ourselves and our traditions instead of you. Heal us, O oh God. Make us whole. Hear our prayers for your people, O oh God a people who have become accustomed to war and tolerant of violence in our streets and our homes. Breaking news is no longer shocking news, O oh God, as we hear of another shooting, another disaster, another act of violence, another list of names. And yet we confess our complicity in stoking the flames of division and our complacency with suffering and violence. Heal us, O oh God. Make us whole. We give thanks this day, O oh God, for countless individuals who have journeyed into war on our behalf, who have sacrificed their lives and time with their families and often their mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Where the pain of those injuries persists, bring healing where the memories of that trauma are harrowing, grant relief, where the grief of those losses threaten to overwhelm, grant hope. God of grace, empower us to care for all of your people and especially for those who have sought with their lives to care for us. 
Heal us, O God. Make us whole. Hear our prayers this day, O God, for your children who are hungry, for those who cannot find shelter, especially while so many others in the world seek after luxury, seek after the next best thing. Remind us who we are called to serve. Heal us, O God. Make us whole. And hear our prayers this day, O God, for all who are sick and suffering. For illness and disease that can be seen on the outside and for all that can be seen by you on the inside, God, we pray for all those who are grieving and lost and lonely. For those who, are, who continue to be isolated, for those who don't now know how to seek out a friend or to ask for help. Heal us, O oh God. Make us whole. You are trustworthy, O oh God, and in you is life. For hearing our prayers, calming our fears, and bringing us ever nearer to your realm of peace and justice for all, we give all thanks and praise now and forever to you. And now hear our voices as they join as one praying that prayer that your Son taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, please stand and join us singing our closing hymn, number 749, Come Live in the Light. Beloved Church, God is breaking down the many doors in our lives, inviting us to come. Live in the light. Walk humbly with me. So let us live a life this week and the many weeks ahead 
that bears witness to that good news and love in the world. And as we go, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May it guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May it bring you home rejoicing at the wonders it has shown you. May it bring you home rejoicing once again into this community. And all God's people say, Amen. <laughs>